It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome to Beyond the Building, Laura. We have hit May. Yeah, crazy. You do know what May is, right? It's the month of your birthday. So let's I was just- going to say that. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> That's birthday. true. Your birthday, right? That's true. Uh, so we are we're excited to bring introduce a new series called A Month of Moms, where each week we are, you and I are having so much fun getting to interview mother-daughter combinations. And this month, um, we have a very special guest. This is my mom, Marge Gunn. Mom, welcome to Beyond the Building. And um, thank you. This is your first podcast. Debbie has stretched me by doing teachings together, but uh, I've never done the podcast. She's had <laughs> her dad on a number of times, but this is my debut. Woo-hoo. Well, and- we are so excited that you're here. And uh, really, I'm so looking forward to this conversation. I feel like honestly, when we're talking to Mr. Khan, Dad Khan, right, you're right there with us, because I know that so much of what he says, um, you would be right there saying with him. So I'm excited you're here. And we're talking about moms today. Thanks for being with us. Feel yeah. free to call me Marge, Laura. I know you. <laughs> I have a really hard time with that, just because we we. I mean, we met each other when I was eighteen years old. It's hard to get out of like habits that you've done for years and years and years. But I will call you Marge. Oh, good. <laughs> I think she's still going to call you Mrs. Khan somewhere in this podcast. We'll see. Probably going to happen, and then she'll probably start laughing. <laughs> but really, we are. Uh, we are so grateful that you're here today because, Bum, you've been an incredible example of what a walk with the Lord uh, looks like. I mean, I can say for myself personally, and you've done a lot of teaching with me since um, COVID changed a lot of the ways that we teach. And there are many, many, many uh, women, particularly through Bible study, that have just gleaned a lot from your online examples, right? Mm-hmm. All the women that you've taught over the years. So we're just yeah. super grateful for you. Absolutely. And the way that you guys have demonstrated um, your commitment to marriage, I've seen it. I, I see it now in Debbie and Teak. You know, it's a reflection of really you and and Dad Khan and the way you guys have walked it out together. So I love um, how you've demonstrated that. And then to your parenting roles and now your grandparenting roles and your great, great parenting roles, right? It's it's just fun to see you um, in all of these amazing roles. And, and I'm really appreciative for your example in that. Thank you. I mean, I know we have some questions for you, mom, that are coming down the pike, but I feel like, look, mom's love language is words of affirmation. There you go. Words of affirmation. So just, just say, you know, thank you. Don't have to explain it from the Lord. I know it's from the Lord. That's right. We know it. One of the things that I so see in you that is of Jesus is you are a servant, a servant spirit person. You serve um, in your church, you serve in your neighborhood. And I have you served your family. My goodness, how you serve your behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, like you are always serving. And I've watched that from you and I've learned that from you. Yeah. And, and so we're so grateful and what we're doing this week, right. Or this month and this week particular is we want to learn right from those who have taught us. And so I'm excited to hear from right. The best, right. The one who has raised up Debbie Kiever, the mom and daughter relationship there that's going on. I'd love to hear some of your strategies um, for raising Deb, for raising Pam and really how you've even been a grandparent through this season as well. 
So mom, not too long ago, we said, all right, take a deep breath, mom. Will you come on the podcast with us? And at first, you know, there was that, oh, why all the reasons why, maybe not. But then yeah. <laughs> we're driving home. Tell us about the moment that God gave you that just solidified that you were coming on the podcast. Well, usually when I have to teach something, I I do a lot of preparation. Mm. But Debbie laid this on me. <laughs> and I'm taking my exercise walk through the neighboring community. And all of a sudden, the Lord just started pouring these ideas in my head and then my husband has these things called the five w's and the eight r's and and s's <laughs> yes and we've heard them we love them <laughs> god gave me t's awesome and uh they just came there that's and awesome the, the two overall main main headings for the t for, for parenting is time and trust mm-hmm. kids take time and you really want them to trust you so that eventually you can turn them over and trust that they will flourish. And then underneath the time and trust, I got training and teaching, talking, which is something we do anyhow, but I'm talking about deeper communication, Mm. traveling, traditions. And I put down tag team, but it's really teamwork. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to get into the meat of this with those five T's. Uh, but I'm also excited to ask you a couple of super quick, like rapid fire questions here about raising your girls, specifically Deb. Uh, we'll start with that. So um, what was uh, Debbie's pet name in your family? <laughs> we just had nicknames. Okay. I never called, I never called her Deb, but she was Debbie or Deb, but her father liked to call her Tiger. <laughs> okay. That's probably because he's the one that got her all riled up and into things like that. I would sometimes call her my sunshine because she's been a ray of sunshine since the day she was born. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. So mom, I just laugh. I'm afraid to ask, but what was one of my strongest personality traits as a kid? You're thinking of something else. I might, I found two more T's when I thought about that. One is togetherness. Mm. Even when she was a little baby in her little seat, I had to take her from room to room with me because Mm. she had to hear me, see me, interact with me. Quality time. My love language. Quality time. Yeah. (laughs) uh, She's just a people person from the word go. And the other one that is is so strong is she has been teachable Mm. from the time she was little. Mm. I mean, she listened, she'd watch, she'd try. She was pretty good and obedient. She really was a very good child to raise. Mm. Now, I think I, I did see that. training and stuff, but always so teachable. She never needed mm. to have much corrective discipline. I'm glad you didn't say oh. temper. Or- no, but there's a lot of teeth that could have been there's a lot used. of tea. Temper <laughs> tantrum. <laughs> no, because that wouldn't have been allowed. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. oh, oh, well, I love, I love that you know you talk about her strongest personality traits being so positive, and we know uh, if we've raised a child that there are also those things um, that test. Ooh, another T that test us, right? As up with these questions, <laughs> not me. But we also know that sometimes uh, behaviors of our kids do test us. So when we're thinking about Debbie. Boy, all lies on you, Deb. How are you yeah, feeling about this right now? 
anything really significant, like you know, bad habits and stuff yeah. like that, because she was teachable. Yeah, I think yeah. She, she's always been one to avoid conflict, so she's very teachable. So uh, we'll go with the word terrific. Yeah. <laughs> My, minor irritation when she was little, she was an early riser, and I'm a night person. Yeah, that's big. You know, and of course, it all changed when she went to school. Then it was get them going. Yeah, yeah. I had to pick one thing. This was as she was growing up. She was always on the go doing the next thing. So her room, when she got home after school, looked like a cyclone hit it. Oh. She didn't ever play clothes, but clothes were strewn all over. Door Drawers in the bureau would be left open. <laughs> and I thought, I would say to her, how many seconds does it take you to close the drawer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I'm in a hurry. And the yeah. other she had so many allergies and she used her <laughs> tissues and she'd put them in the trash can. But I think she thought a good fairy came around to, to empty the trash can. Yeah, yeah. We, we had an orderliness project going on in the house where you were supposed to find something to do in terms of orderliness without being told. Taking initiative. Taking initiative. Cool. The initiative game. game. And yeah, I cool. The tissues start to climb up the wall from the trash can. <laughs> And I'd look at that. I think, surely she notices. I will. Not. <laughs> I finally gave in. They were back. <laughs> the that's pretty. That's but pretty funny. Me, I said, Deb, I just want you to be able to keep a good house when you get, you get older. She says, Oh, I'll do that for my husband. And she <laughs> goes, <laughs> I have this memory, Laura. This memory of mom coming into my bedroom and I own that it was a messy room and I remember her saying one day hands on the hips God help the man you marry no <laughs> way I do remember that I do <laughs> and then mom do you remember when um our boys right they weren't shutting the drawers and so messy and I called my mom to complain <laughs> and she starts laughing oh I love it like, don't you remember and I didn't want to talk about it anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's great. So mom, we have these teas, right? Yes. Some teas we want to, um, and I know that there's so much more. You're a teacher and you want to share tons of examples and stories, but since they're probably about me, maybe we just want to cut them. <laughs> but um, you have, you're a phenomenal mom to girls, two daughters. And then I think of the number of really women that have learned from you over the years, they've watched you and uh, they've tried to model themselves after you, but I, I, I want to focus on you being a mom to Pam and I, mm-hmm. um, I think you had goals. You are a goal person. You like to have vision. So if you had to narrow it down, like what was your goal for being a mother to girls? Like, what would you say? I had a very strong desire and I really believe it's why God gave me two girls to have a close, healthy relationship with my girls closer than what I had with my own mom and I know this happens with with some of the women that might be listening here uh my I know my mom loved me she did things she was a server but she grew up her father died when she was three her mom had to go out and work and keep their little family together she was babysat by her older sister she never learned what the mothering skills were. She's also a very private person, came up through the depression where you didn't complain, you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and went on. So here I am. And we traveled around because I was born 
the beginning of World War II. And, you know, it was just a different kind of time. Mm. But I knew that I couldn't get down to a level of communication with my mother beyond surface level things. Mm. I think maybe two times in my life, she told me how she was feeling inside. Mm. And I wanted that. And I'm afraid I was critical of that for a while. Um, unfortunately, until after she passed, when sometimes you have to get older to see perspective. Mm. I just wanted to break that chain. I wanted to have a close relationship with my girls. I know my mom would have loved it had she known how to do it. And I didn't wow. realize then you can't give what you haven't received. Wow. Wow. Which is so, really why uh, podcast episodes like this are so important. Because like you said, this is, you're not the only one that's gone through something like this. Mm -hmm. And this is something that people deal with. So to hear you share um, really gives hope to other people too. And I love the fact that God dropped something on your heart uh, to encourage other moms in places where you may have had a lack, but have been encouraged by the Lord, mm -hmm. um, which is, which is amazing. Even as you're speaking that the two overarching themes that God gave you with the T's are time and trust. And it sounds like those are two things that, you know, were not present in your relationship with your mom all the time. And so as you reflect back to your goal, and then you think about the words time and trust, um, what are your first thoughts about how these two important words uh, have impacted your relationship with your girls and could encourage other people in theirs? Well, I'm not meaning to judge anybody on this because I know everybody has their own individual situation. But in terms of time, I love teaching and I was teaching and then got pregnant. And back then, after four months, you had to quit. Hey, they said nobody would see your belly. And uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. But I knew <laughs> that I was not going to go through daycare with Deb or something like that. I was going to be home with my kids. Mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. this, maybe it's my old perfectionism coming out, but I think nobody is going to be able to love this baby and invest time in this baby as much as I will. Mm -hmm. So I retired from teaching, was out of teaching for 10 years mm. to raise the girls all through those uh, beginning years. Um, economically, it was lived from paycheck to paycheck, but I never, ever regret mm -hmm. having that time with them. That's yeah. where I learned to be a homemaker. That's where I had the time to invest in them as a mom. Um, in terms of trust, I wanted them to feel they could have and be sure of my love, my protection, remember the black dog? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Support, encouragement, whatever. Always. Mm. I was very careful. If they asked for something, I said, I'll have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because if I said I was going to do something, I was going to do it. Yeah. They would that's trust good. What I said. That's mm. good. Mm. You know, in your outline, mom, on time and trust, I love how you, you're such a structured person. There's subtitles, right? Yeah. There are some <laughs> other that fall under that heading of, how to develop the time priority and the trust in your relationship. And you mentioned the importance of training and teaching. Now, these are, these are two cool words um, when I, when I, for me personally, thinking of my relationship with you. So when I say the words training and teaching in light of raising daughters, um, what, does that, what does that mean to you? <laughs> well, the training starts early. You know, you're just training babies. You know, she even teaches her little great grand, her granddaughter to what's more and what's this and so yeah. on. 
and toilet training. I'm glad I don't have to go through that again. Oh, you might. Oh, <laughs> I know I, I have to support you with what you're doing. But it training takes a lot of patience and repetition, and it means dropping what you're doing mm-hmm. to be consistent in it. But it's how to do basic things. It's behavior. They're not behaving. Stop what you're doing. Do your corrective stuff. Yeah. The the corrective discipline. Hopefully, I learned enough early to know that if you give a lot of positive interactions with kids, they can handle the corrective. Mm. And I was really trying to be as consistent as possible there. So that's the training part. But the teaching, <laughs> that's what I love because they, they get old enough and they can really interact. Um, self-care, mm-hmm. you know, how to wash your hands, not a lick in the, yeah. you know. Yes. Like yes. Um, <laughs> dressing yourself. <laughs> making your bed oh yeah doing your go. job short back to the room oh. there back to the room. <laughs> it's going to keep going back to the room <laughs> but i think so no nah. but you know all along through there they, they would have little chores around the house and i would have them age appropriate mm-hmm. but i was teaching them their homemaking skills if i made mm-hmm. a pie they had their little pie crust to make something for daddy mm-hmm. so they learned their cleaning their cooking um even their shopping and I would do it with them mm-hmm. so that they could hear me. They could see me. They could try it. Yeah. And I wasn't using them as my little robot slaves or anything like that. Yep. And uh, I know this wasn't their favorite thing, but as they were growing older, I said, you know, someday you're going to go to college. You're going to graduate. You're going to have a job you have to get used to, your own house, a husband to get used to. Cooking and cleaning will be a piece of cake mm. because you're learning these skills now. Oh yeah, Ma. Yeah, 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 rah, rah, rah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, she was right. <laughs> Debbie used to like to go food shopping with me. At first, it was not really to learn how to shop. It was just so I would get her a dill pickle, big mm-hmm. dill pickle, when we went. Uh-huh. But I in- loved the dill pickles, and that's why I love in you. the barrel. I yes. know. <laughs> yes. yes, but later on, you know, when she'd be home and she was now thinking of marriage, it was like, how do you shop? How yeah. do you take all this stuff? Yeah. And I just love to do that. Yeah. Story time is one of the great ways of teaching. Um, sharing mistakes you made, mm-hmm. tough times you go through. So they see that you're not this misperfect. You understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Talking about boy-girl relationships. Mm-hmm. And boy, I had, I went, I was in the awkward years for a century, I think. <laughs> but then stories about married life, and she'd see that. So she was getting a lot of teaching on the sly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't realize mom was teaching me. She was living the way within marriage and living parenting and living her faith. But she like Deuteronomy says, just, just talk about the Lord as you lay down, as you stand up, as you eat, you know, as you walk down the road, there was, and I didn't feel like mom was preaching at me. I feel like she was just sharing her perspective. And why she made certain choices. And it always came back to her faith. And so it just became a natural part of conversation. Yep. That's amazing. And I love that because you've kind of brought us right into what the next T is. Because the next T is talking, right? And teaching involves living in front of them, but also does involve that sharing and that talking and communication. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on how communication, good communication was used in parenting your girls, especially 
you know, I, I know Debbie, I know Pam and, and I know me and my sister were all different people. Right. So it, I always think about a mom. I only had one child. I think about a mom and how you communicate differently with different kids. What did that look like in your house? <laughs> well, by talking, I also, I, I don't mean just like, how was your day in school? The surface yeah. It's also getting down to those deeper levels. Um, and sometimes you have to lead by example sharing your feelings about things that they see they see are going on in your world and how do you feel you know about the things that happened in your school day tough times and see how you dealt with it uh, all the way into the present and, and it covers so many things because they run into heartbroken times and stuff like yeah. that and we have to go through them in terms of the difference in the girls debbie is the extrovert and pam is the introvert mm -hmm. Absolutely two different kinds. And yet they're wonderful sisters. They love each other and they intentionally, you know, keep in touch. When we sit down at the family table, what was, you know, the, the famous question, please don't ask them right after school. How was your day in school? Debbie would just take over. <laughs> blah, 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 yeah, blah, 5, blah, blah. words. <laughs> and Pam would sit there quietly eating. <laughs> and Debbie would from the table then excused. And if you sat long enough, Pam would open up. Mm. And if not, then you just had to be available. Drop what you were doing when she was ready to talk. Yeah. And it was always amazing how deep she was. Yeah. And so much was going on inside. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, you just had to make that difference. I think being a good listener is mm. a great way to get your kid to talk. If you do all the talking, I think um, there's, especially the teenage years, what the child is hearing, it sounds like the Snoopy cartoon, right? With Charlie Brown, like with the teacher, it's like, wow, 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 wow. It's like that kind of like sound. But if you are a good listener and, and don't always jump into here's, I'm going to make this a teaching moment. I think the kids are much more open, especially in those teen years to, to listen to you. Especially with parents that are teaching Bible studies, you really don't want to be preaching at them. Yes. Yeah. I have this outline for this comment you made. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is when they share some of these difficulties they're meeting and you think they're making a choice that maybe isn't the best, no facial expressions that show your angst. Yeah. Just keep listening and listening. And then if they ask for your opinion, how do you couch it to direct them? Mm -hmm. some kids process things internally mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they're not thinking about it I mean I think Pam and I are very oh, yeah. I had to talk through a lot of things so I could be talking and sounding like I'm about to jump off a roof but I'm not I'm just processing it whereas uh, Pam was much more she had lots of great thoughts but they were inside so again mm -hmm. you just had to be patient to to be patient and not panic when you're listening to Debbie right? And be patient and just wait for when Pam was ready to share. But it all came from different different personality styles with communication. That was an issue in, with Kurt and I in marriage. He would come out with a statement and I would just, just about freak out inside. Like, what's he going to do? And he's decision. I have to submit to him. I'm like, it turned out after we talked about it, he says, I was just thinking out loud. Mm -hmm. That's the way he processes where with me, it goes around and around and around mm. before my mouth. Once we understood that. Yeah. What a difference. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. Wow. You know, the same way where he has, he has learned to preface it with the hands up, but he goes, I'm just, just 
thinking, thinking, which to me means I really don't pay attention fully to what he's saying because it's far from the final answer. Right, right. Emotional for me. Let me make a decision, you know, but I kind of look like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mom, one of the other T's that you mentioned um, in that would help develop trust. It's an interesting word. It's, It's travel and the importance of keeping Tradition. So actually two words, travel and traditions, but they do fall in line with each other. So what can you teach us about that? Well, for the travel, I don't think when you start out as a parent, you realize what a very short time you have with these children. That's right. The Lord has given you to raise. But by the time they're 18, they're off to college. They get married right out of college. Debbie moves an hour, hour and a half away. Pam moves four or 500 miles away. Like, for example, it's been 35 years since we've had a kid living in our house with us. Mm. How do you keep up a relationship there? Well, from 1985, when Debbie started college at University of Delaware, I can't remember how many trips we've made up and down I-95 to visit both girls at college, to visit her down here. And then because Maine, where Pam lives, is a lot farther, we would still go up at least three times a year, and then for a time in the summer. So you had to be really intentional. Yes. And traveling like that shows I care about. That's right. I'm with you. That's right. The other thing you have to figure in is they have their own lives going now too. And they're not under your supervision. So you don't want to become an enmeshed family where everybody knows everybody's business and everybody has to share it every day. Mm-hmm. You have to be sensitive to that. Mm. Turn them off. Mom, I have this memory of when Daniel went down to Regent University. Um, he made no plans to come home. And I was so hurt. And now, granted, it's a five-hour trip. Mm-hmm. But I was so hurt. Like, don't you want to come home and see your mom, right? And he's like, but mom, I'll miss this and that. And, and I remember calling you again. This is those moments where you laugh. And I was like, mom, I can't believe he doesn't want to come home. And you said, Deb, you didn't come home till they shut the dorms. <laughs> and then you went to a university retreat. I, and I had to bring your stuff home. I said, <laughs> I did see you. And she got quiet. She said, we drove to you. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And then we would have pizza at like 10 at night. I'm like, when did you drive home? She goes, after that, I just stopped complaining. You know, (laughs) I I didn't realize it, right. I didn't realize the sacrifice driving that awful 95 on a Friday night Mm. at midnight, but you did that for us at 5 15 in the morning. Yeah. I just bad daughter. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It's eye opening, isn't it? As we become the The other thing with mm. Pam is another T. I, I thought of this today, the telephone. Oh, oh like, that's good. So we don't talk with them as often as, as, as uh, with Deb, but that's because that's Pam. Mm-hmm. If I call and say, or I text her T. Text. I was going to say, that's one we had to grow you into mom. Yeah. Texting text. When is convenient for you? Yeah. To talk. yeah. And then she could pick her time yeah. and she could hold us the things to talk about. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. Differences in kids, traditions. You all have your Christmas traditions and things like that. They are all memory building things. Mm. But probably the biggest one uh, for us is going to Maine. From the time Debbie was born, she spent all but one summer of her life Mm. at the trip to Maine. And Pam has been there every 
time. And she only lives 20 minutes ferry ride from the cottage. Amazing. This is our main bonding time. Is that a pun? <laughs> main, main bonding time. M-A-I-N <laughs> bonding time. And it's and it really bonds you because before the family got huger in size, eleven people in a two-bedroom cottage with one tiny bathroom. And we wow. all we did. Wow. We all got along, but half of them were introverts and they were in the car twitching. This has been such a thing that um, I know it keeps the, the cousins together. Mm-hmm. And now this has gone down to the next generation. Yeah. Just like they have the shore house for one part, they have Maine for another part. Um, and that stuff is priceless. Oh, definitely. It's priceless. Definitely. And then we have simple traditions like I taught the girls how to can things when they were still in the house. Mm-hmm. Pam hasn't continued with it, but Deb has. Yes, she has. So have, every year we have a, with maybe one or two exceptions, we have our applesauce making and our peach canning time. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's quality time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can talk and go from here to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then have a product as well. Yeah, I love it. I love that so much. That's that involves so many of these teas, the traditions, the talking, the time together, you know, the the trust, the whole thing is is there. So I, I love that. Now, the final tea that you mentioned uh, was tag team. <laughs> and I think that could go so many different ways. So I'm interested in hearing what that word means to you and what your examples are um, as you think about tag teaming, building uh, that trust with a with a daughter. If you did it right now, it'd be tag teaming, watching a couple of toddlers. I yeah. you had a phone caller saying, I'm having three this morning. Can you come over for help? Yeah. <laughs> it's really teamwork. You know, mm. A team is a group of people that work together for a goal, sports teams and stuff. And a family should be a team. Different people have different needs. You help where needed. You help where asked. You don't impose yourself on it, but you're there for support. And uh, Practical helps. When Debbie was going to get married, she got an apart- She and Teak got an apartment down here, and she was going to live in it until they got married. But she had to bring her stuff down. So I said, bringing her stuff down in my car. I said, I have hands here. I got a strong back. What do you want me to do? This is your place. Just tell me where to put things and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah, I wanted it because it's her place. I don't want her to have to rearrange things after I go. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> In terms of, you know, I've always been blessed that she trusts me with her kids. I mean, mm-hmm. your precious possessions. Uh, babysitting, you know, sometime for, you know, a couple of days. We'd have well, them up. the trips, yeah. And then uh, even up to two weeks. And she would have a whole list made out of their schedule and everything. But uh, I knew how she disciplined them. Not too different, you know. I was going to say it looked right. like I grew up with, but you know, right. boundaries and stuff like that. And I would honor those, but I wanted them to know. I wanted her to know that she wouldn't have to reprogram the kids mm-hmm. when she that's got right. home. Yeah, that's what we always we always said when we get our kids back from uh, my mom and dad. It was always for a couple of days too. It wasn't just like because they didn't live nearby, so it yeah, was, right. Uh, it was for when we traveled with work, and I didn't have to go through a week of resetting. Right. You know, because there was, and mom honored, you know, we had some rules. We had things we had to deal with that weren't things you had to deal with when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And just think of technology. Yes. Right? Yes. And I really felt like 
uh, mom gave me the freedom to be the mother to my children. And she had my back, mm-hmm. you know, with our rules, which I really appreciate it. Yep. It, it allows you to tag team better mm-hmm. because I trust yep. that word, right? I trust my mom's relationship with me. She was going to be consistent with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I love that so much. And down through the generations. Uh, I don't think I could take the babies for two weeks or anything like that. Even <laughs> that after a morning, but uh, <laughs> I think it when you, a lot of work. you have that trust, it's it's such an encouragement. It's just my another way I can say, you're a wonderful woman. You're a wonderful mother, and I really trust the job you do. I'm blessed by seeing it. Aww. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's that's so good. I know this is a moment. I love that. I think that's really good because that it really does. Because if you came in and tried to implement your way, different from Debbie's, that's basically saying Debbie, you're not doing it right, right. or you know, you're not uh, honoring the fact that she's doing it the way God's prompted her heart to do it. So I think that's really that's huge. Yeah, that's it really, is really huge part of it. You know, mom has taught, she is a teacher, right? She, her spiritual gift is teaching and you have taught so many lessons over the years about uh, parenting and a godly woman. And and I have a special memory, mom, when COVID shut everything down, um, you and I taught, co-taught a whole series Mm -hmm. on healthy relationships. And it was, it was what a stretch for mom who always said, I like people in front of me. Yes. Like, well, yes. Pretend. Pretend yes. that <laughs> nobody can leave their house. And mom, it was a real honor to sit there and teach you how to look at a green dot and teach. I and- don't think I ever made it because when I looked at the video, Zoe looked like <laughs> it was a real, it was a treasured time together of, of teaching with you and doing it as adults, right? Where so much of what I was sharing were things that I learned just from growing up under you as my mom. So that was a real, you know, I also kind of laughed too, because the special bonding moment was during COVID. Remember our, we both like our um, acrylic nails, right? Our nails and our nails were falling off and our hair wasn't colored. And right. I just (laughs) went for it. We just went for it. And to me, I had those videos is such a treasure because I think um, that speaks volumes that as a mother daughter, we were doing that together. Yes. Mom, I'm going to ask you one question here, right? Mm-hmm. It's a drum roll is like, what's your best piece of wisdom as a mom? Okay. And without like a five point outline. No, no, <laughs> this is not five point. I started, I started at the beginning saying I wanted to have a deeper relationship with my girls than I had with my mom. And from that, from my mom, I learned later, you can't give what you don't have. And that was important because I had gone to Sunday school as a kid. And I was going to church all this time. And my husband was just getting turned on to the Lord. And I went to a Bible study and I realized I don't think I was saved. And I I also had behind me, I'm raising two little girls. I want all this good life for them and I can't give it to them if I don't have it. So I I had my salvation salvation prayer there. Wow. And in the next few years, God just did such major work and my attitudes and my character and just the continuing growth time. And I know it made me a better mom. And it also gave me lots of wisdom 
for them to pay, you know, to be passed on to them. Mm-hmm. Somewhere during that time, I had a little Hallmark book. I don't think they still make them. But it had a poem in there. And part of it said, your children are watching you live. Mm-hmm. And what you do speaks louder than anything you say. So don't stand there pointing up where they should go. Lead and they will follow. Wow. This bottom line is, unless the Lord is behind all this, our labor is in vain. That's right. That's right. Wow, that is tremendous, tremendous wisdom. And I love, that's very encouraging to me too, right? You've got, you've got to have it in order to pour it out. And that is really a great takeaway. Thinking about being a, um, a mom and a grandmom, you know, we're still pouring out regardless of what stage we're in. May not be all the time 24-7, but if we don't have it, we can't pour it out to the next generation either. So it's almost like the job, well, it really is. The job is never done, right? Well, I love going to my mom when I have something going on in my life and she can pour into me. And so I'm super grateful for Emily when she comes to me too. So this has been a real joy. And um, we are so grateful that you are with us today, Marge. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. I feel like, honestly, I was just telling Deb the other day, I think she's one of my longest term friends, you know, meeting her when I was 18, but I do feel like today I know her a little bit better. (laughs) She has ammunition. (laughs) I do. I know more about what she was like before I met her. And also I can see why she is who she is through hearing you talk about the way you parented and continue to have a relationship with her as a grown uh, daughter. So thank you for sharing that. I know that this really has encouraged a lot of people. Um, you know, please, if you, if you're listening to this and you have questions or maybe you feel empty, right. You don't have the thing inside of you that you want to give to your child or the next generation, man, the encouragement from us always, right. Is, is God has provided everything that you need in the person of Jesus, right. A hundred percent man, a hundred percent God, it is May. We've just come out of a celebration of his um, birth. I mean, I'm sorry, his death and his resurrection. And we're at this place where we are just celebrating the fact that you can be filled up with everything that you need in order to accomplish the task that God has given you to accomplish. You are always welcome to reach out to us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. If you are seeking a relationship with Jesus, if you feel empty, if there's something in your heart that is longing for more, um, please reach out to us. We'd love to provide you with resources. Um, and get you connected with the source of all all true life. And um, and we're just so grateful for the way he is uh, in our stories. We want to see all of us living that abundant life that he came to give. So um, thank you for being with us today as we continue through this series. We're going to have lots of great talks with lots of amazing moms, amazing daughters, and we hope you'll join us. So from Deb, Marge, and myself, uh, we just want to thank you for being here today. God bless you and have an amazing day. Thanks, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.